0: Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host, and let's just take a moment and relax, and anything that's going on, anything that you're... Focusing on, trying to pay attention to, trying to remember. Uh, just let it go. If it's important, it'll come back. But just let's be aware that we are in the presence of God always. But let's be aware of his presence, that he loves us, that he, that he loves you, that he has arranged the circumstances you're in right now. He's arranged them for you. He is both drawing us and driving us in the direction we need to go. He knows what your tomorrow is. In fact, you know what your tomorrow is. Your spirit knows what your Next week is, what's going on, what you will need to be prepared for. And for so many, that's why they want to know about God. They want to know how things work, because they want to be able to be ready for what he has coming. They want to be prepared. And that's fine. That's, that's one of the ways he draws us. And then we enter into his rest. It's not that we become uninvolved. It's not that we become bystanders. But that we understand that he will have us ready. Whatever is coming your way, he will and wants to have you ready. Ready? And if, there, if you're not ready, he's going to change those circumstances. He's going to remove any necessary challenges that you're not ready for. Because he already knew about that. You know So we have this idea that Christianity is about having nothing but blessing that nothing bad, if you're, you know, the whole thing about if you're in the center of God's will, nothing bad will ever hurt you. Nothing bad will ever go wrong in your life. Kind of if you flip that around, if something's going wrong in your life, it means you're not in the center of God's will. Well, if you're alive, if you're on this earth, you're in the center of God's will. Because if he didn't want you on this earth, you wouldn't be on this earth. You're here for such a time as this for a purpose, for God to accomplish something with you and in you here for this time frame. <laughs> what that is, sometimes we have an idea, sometimes we don't. It doesn't really matter. Who your spirit is, who you truly are, already has all the information you need for your time here on this earth. Now your soul is trying to meet its own needs on its own terms, trying to prepare, trying to guess what the future is. We've talked about this. I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but... Just recognize that your soul is the problem, and it's not the nature of your soul. The soul God gave you is the soul he wants you to have. It's not broken. He's not going to fix it. This is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and how your unique soul has been put together, and he gave it as a gift to you. Value it. Love your soul. It's a special gift God gave to you problem is not your soul your problem is that your soul is separated from your spirit because you were born with a dead spirit so your soul has been separated from your spirit since you were born and your spirit was dead when you experienced that resurrection resurrection with Christ you were Reborn. Your spirit was reborn within you. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Now the work begins. The work of restoring your soul. Not to its perfection, not to another state of being for your soul... but a state of relationship. Restoring your soul's union with your spirit. And likewise, your body will follow along and receive that eternal life. Over-processing, when as we move through our relationship with God... He restores our soul in increments. A little bit here, a little bit there, maybe a lot there. And in those places, in those areas, eternal life flows. The Spirit of God flows in those areas between your spirit and soul where there's reunion. Now, if we like gave a score to our soul of 100... Most of us, let's just say, get restored 5%. Some maybe 10 Now, remember, Jesus was walking around here on this earth, and his soul was never separated from his spirit. So he was walking around at 100%. He was spirit, soul, and body he was one you and i have a long way to go that's god's problem i don't know whether whatever comes next we're going to be working on the same scale the same events the same problems of our we you know i don't even know whatever comes next we're going to have the same soul or a soul at all don't know but while we're here that's what we're working on Now, God is the one who restores our soul. You can't do it. I can't restore my soul. God himself does it. But he does it by drawing us. It's the goodness of God that draws us. And he's working on us, not for his benefit, but because he loves us. He doesn't need you. He wants you. He loves you. Again, not so you can fulfill a purpose or a mission or speak, you know, his words or, you know, fulfill a ministry. It's because he loves you. You, distinctly you as an individual. That's how God is so big. He's spending every moment, every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every year doing nothing but thinking about you and working on the circumstances in your life. He's that big for each one of us. You, you, right now, you have God's full attention. And it's not that he's criticizing you. He's not picking you apart. He's not trying to figure out where you're doing it wrong. He's loving on you. He's... He's holding you. He's encouraging you. He's building you up. Because he loves you. That's his nature. His nature is to love. And he expresses that nature by giving. And what does he give? He gives himself. So that's what he's making us able to do is receive him. So he's restoring our soul to our spirit so he can pour himself into us, into you, into me, into us as individuals. Now everything else, including us, he's created. Everything is under his control. He's never going, oh wow, I didn't see that coming. He never says, well, if they'd have done that, I would have done this. But since they didn't do that, I'm going to hold it against them. All my plans are down the drain because they didn't measure up. That's not God. That's not the way he's relating to us now. It used to be under the law. But the purpose of the law is different than the purpose of grace. The purpose of our communicating now is that the law has been fulfilled. The law is like a debt. A law is, The law is a standard that must be met. And what the ages of, of law proved is that we can never fulfill it. There are so many laws in the ways of men, in, to, in trying to measure up to God, that you'd break a law just by getting up. Just by moving, just by opening your mouth, you'd break a law. And that's just the letter of the law, let alone the spirit of the law, the intent of the law. But that's a relationship that was broken. Only God could restore our relationship with him. And so he did. Now we have to relearn how to be in relationship with God. And he's the teacher. We're not going to be able to figure this out ourselves. But this brings us back to what then do we do? If God is the one changing our soul, what then do we do? As you're spending time with him, and again, the more time you spend with him, the better, not because you'll see a correlation but it is when we are having that quiet time, when we're, we're being available to him, he is, has the most freedom in our lives to make the changes that he wants. Now, a lot of times we figure, okay, he's going to, we're, just, we're going to notice the changes he's making. And sometimes we do, often we do, but a lot of times we don't. A lot of times he works through our desires, through our goals, through our interests, through our circumstances even, our needs, our desires. And one of the areas he does that is what we've been talking about, what's going on in the supernatural realm. He does not want us ignorant of the natural realm he doesn't want us ignorant of the supernatural realm and he doesn't want us ignorant of the spiritual realm but you and I are most ignorant of the supernatural realm and we are God's I suspect he's holding back on revealing what's going on in the spiritual realm until we have some comprehension of what's going on in the supernatural realm. His ways are above our ways. And he doesn't want to overwhelm us with how he does things that are so far different than our own perception. So he's teaching us and leading us and guiding us. And again, again, he's changing us. But what do we do? What, how can we, do we just, you know, fill, you know, just fill our time and let him do whatever he wants to do? Well, this is what he's doing. This is how he's drawing us by our interests, by our desires, by our curiosity. And following our interests and desires and curiosity, we learn about both the natural realm and the supernatural realm, and to some degree we begin to start seeing about the spiritual realm, about the spirit. Again, you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Now, just to give you some homework, we're going to do homework a little early this time start thinking about during your quiet time or other times, maybe even set aside a specific time to do this, start thinking about, this may sound kind of funny, what you're interested in, what you have questions about. And this can be about God. It can be about, you know, things that are going on in your in your life, things about, you know, why, you know, what's going on, on a, on a larger scale, um, I'm just going to give you some ideas. You don't, you know, no holds barred. Just what are you interested in? What are you thinking? What is your, when you're, if God is giving you the desires in your heart, we shouldn't be able to differentiate what those desires are. It doesn't mean he's fulfilling them. But that's how he draws us, our desires, our interests, what we're curious about. And Again, here's, I'm just going to give you some ideas. How does prayer work? When we pray, what, what, how, what is that? Let's be practical. Let's get some real, you know, let's not settle for just belief. Let's be objective about some things. If, you're, if you have any interest about ghosts or the supernatural, anything spooky or paranormal, ask God. If you have any interest, what is that? Is you know all those movies are, Where does that come from? You know the devil, you know angels, any anything like that. If you have an interest, ask God about them. Um, another one is just redeeming time. What does that mean? Can we go back and correct our mistakes? If, if we can, how, how does that affect the future? What is the nature of time? If God loves everyone and God is a healer, why doesn't he just heal everyone? Why does he only, you know, he looked back to when, when Peter was walking down the street and his shadow would fall on people and, and they'd be healed. Why? why? Why them? So if you weren't lucky enough to have his shadow fall on you, you, you wouldn't be healed. That didn't seem fair. And likewise, Jesus walking through the crowd and only one woman. He said, I felt virtue come out of me. Why her? And it's not about coming up with theological explanations. It's not about a understand a greater understanding of the scriptures. No, this is about... This is God drawing you about you with your curiosity. So instead of looking for a theological explanation, be open to a supernatural one. In other words, this is how the supernatural realm works. This is how the soul works. This is what He's teaching you. This is what He's drawing you. Because again, He doesn't want us ignorant. How do we become not ignorant? We learn. We learn. This is why, you know, we, we read. This is why we go to church. This is why we listen to podcasts. This is why we think about God, to learn, because we recognize that, that we don't have all the answers. God is the best teacher. Now, he'll use a wide variety of ways to teach us, but he draws us. He gives us desires, and let's learn how to follow them. so other things you know there might be a scripture verse that keeps coming up or a song or a concept that you find intriguing, like you know um creativity, where does that come from? People coming up with concepts that nobody's ever thought of before, where do those come from <coughs> let them draw you What just the idea God's presence knowing he's present just let him draw you Lord are you here for a reason what's going on how when you draw me what is going on teach me about the whole drawing process when I recognize your presence if you're present all the time How come some times you're more present than others? Is that because of you or is it because of me? Teach me about that. Think about the the great scientists of the past. Most of them believed in God and believed in the God of order, that there was sense, there was objective reality that they could learn. Like how did the planets move? Light. How does light work? Sound. How do birds fly? How does the body work? Then they followed the curiosity with the assumption that God was a God of order. There must be an answer. And they learned about the natural. And then they put those ideas out. and Most of the time they were persecuted and, and ridiculed. Just as as we learn about the supernatural, odds are, if we put it out there, it's going to be persecuted and ridiculed. So it's not a surprise. But God is a God of order. What he, how he has structured the natural realm makes sense. Now, sometimes we have to stretch. And one of the problems we have as trying to fulfill our needs as a soulful creature is we draw conclusions with limited information. We try to come to a reality. This is how God does things when he's only given us a glimpse into reality, into his reality. So that's one thing we want to make sure we don't do is don't draw conclusions Be open to just having the idea, just having the concept. But start there and work on it. Don't be afraid to change. Like so many people do get revelation about this is how, you know, um, different things about the heavenlies, for instance, the whole concept over time has changed the whole idea of, of how we uh, how we receive revelation from God how we experience his presence what is salvation what is, you know different concepts of our relationship with God over time changes not because his relationship with our, the nature of his relationship to us has changed but our ability to understand our ability to comprehend, because he is revealing himself differently. He has times and seasons. He has times and seasons for us as individuals, and he has times and seasons for this earth, for our community. You know, even different parts of the world, different parts of the world are experiencing different revelations or expressions of what God is and how he does things. How, and that's, you know, that's wonderful that he's doing that. We can just stay focused and enjoy the process that he's doing in us. You know, a lot of times we're living in a wonderful time because we we can hear and experience, the, you know, by hearing, what he's doing in other parts of the world. And hopefully that stirs up our, our desire. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? That's really neat that God is doing that over there. Why isn't he doing it here? Why isn't he doing it in me? And we go, God, you know, I'd really like that. And this is part of our challenge is we very often are afraid or don't know how to express our own experiences. And this is why the more we are open to recognizing our own curiosity, our own what's over that hill, how does this work? And in the supernatural realm, how does, this, how does that work? How, you know, the whole, you know, now I suspect as this happens, some of your beliefs are going to be challenged. Some of my beliefs are going to be challenged. You know, our beliefs about, you know, just throwing out there heaven and hell and the earth and angels and demons, I think we have tried to draw conclusions and only have one one millionth of the information that is needed to draw conclusions. We have the very slightest idea and concept of what is going on in the spiritual realm, in the supernatural realm, and sometimes even in the natural realm, and yet we have drawn conclusions. And it's those conclusions, and sometimes they're religious dogma, sometimes they're even natural dogma, you know, like that, you know, flying is bad, you know. Some people won't get on an airplane, for instance. But we draw conclusions based on limited information. Rather than saying, well, then, until we get all the information, I'm not going to even discuss this, let's instead go, well, I'm just going to avoid drawing conclusions. Let's go ahead and be exposed to whatever God wants to show us and not draw conclusions. We, I think we have a tendency to, okay, if God is going to show me this, it's for a reason. It must be because I'm supposed to take it and share it with others. Or it's supposed to have meaning and effect with me. Rather than God's just revealing himself. He's revealing the supernatural. He's revealing whatever he's revealing. He's letting us experience something beyond where we are now. Isn't that what we all want? More, we don't want to be where we were or we wouldn't be interested in learning. We wouldn't be interested in, we wouldn't have any desire or curiosity. And and maybe you don't, that's fine. That's one of the things we're looking at If if God is giving you any desire for stirring up the abilities that are already in you. Or any desire to know, okay, what's going on? How does God do things? God is a God of order. He's objective. He, he's, he's not chaos. He brings order to the chaos. Now, he created chaos, but he's bringing us into order, spirit, soul, and body, into oneness. In the midst of chaos because he's doing it all on his own. He's doing it by himself. Our involvement is to not be ignorant, to to respond to his drawing, to learn where he's giving us opportunity. He's our guidance counselor, he's our coach. He writes the the, the tests, he gives the test, he grades the test, and he helps us to prepare for the test. And then when we if we need to re, when we when we need to redo it because we always need to redo it. He gets us ready. This is, this is a day-by-day opportunity to know that he is on our side, that he is for us, that he loves us, and that all the changes he's making are for our good, are for our benefit. Life is short here on this earth. We don't spend a heck of a lot of time here on this earth. We don't know what came before. We don't know what comes afterwards. But if there are things that you've been avoiding or think you've missed out on, start there. Lord, is there anything that I have written off that I will never have this, that I will never know this, that I will never be able to experience this? Anything like that or anything you're curious about? How does this work? Why did you do this? God, why do you not do this? Why do you not heal everybody? Why do you not just, why why does evil win? Whatever it is, start asking him. Make yourself available. Then don't draw conclusions. Just write it down, take it seriously, and enjoy the process. We're all in this together. We're all in him. So hopefully that gives you something to do practically. And this is just for you. Just write it down for yourself. If you want to share it with with people, that's fine. But this is just something you can, this is just something between you and God. So we'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainer's Radio. Have a great night.